Uh, all right. It was an interesting watch. That was weird. Yeah. We talked for longer than the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. Blade Beatington stopped by at the beginning. He was like, howdy, I'll be listening from the shadows. And I said, good to have you. Hopefully you won't be offended. <laughs> but uh, he's not there now. Uh, it says we have one viewer, but I think that's us. There's like four. You know when you stream, there's always like a bunch of... It's It'll say you have like one person watching, but then there's like four accounts. Yeah. Like bot accounts or something. Okay, I'm going to turn off the stream. But uh, anyway, let me kick this conversation off by just asking <laughs> why. What was the motivation? Okay, so, so, so it's... it's Tell them what we did. It, it's kind of it's kind of both our faults. Cause what start what what triggered it was me and you having a conversation about the fact that I'd finished uh I'd finally gotten around to reading something from an author named Friedrich Nietzsche. Uh, tell tell them what we did first off. <laughs> what we watched. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to lead into it. Okay, okay go okay, ahead. No, keep going. Okay. Because cause I feel like once I say what we watched, no mm-hmm. one's going to give a shit about the preamble. Well, I mean, if they click on this, then they're, they've already seen. But anyway, well, no, keep going. In which, in which case, they're going to be like, get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but suffice to say, I, I listened to an audiobook, uh, The Spoke. Zarathustra? I think it's The Spake. Uh, the audiobook I listened to said Spoke. Oh, maybe it is Spoke. Though, um, it, there may be some, well, there's some translation because it's originally yeah. in German, right? Yeah. Um, or maybe it's, I don't know. Because even in the audiobook, he said, um, spake was said fairly often too. But mostly what was said was spoke. Uh, regardless, we were, uh, talking about it, you know pseudo-intellectual philosophizers at each other. Mm-hmm. It was a pleasant conversation. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't want to wait for you to read or listen to the same book before we talked about, like, down the big topics, I guess. Uh-huh. So I got the idea, okay, okay, let's, let's, let me see if I can finagle this into a podcast. <laughs> like, off of the clipboard or whatever. But then the thought became, okay, what could I have him look at that wouldn't require some amount of time or some huge dedicated sort of thing and one of the things that came up in the conversation was our respective views on like um, religion spirituality Mm -hmm. whatever and i thought about how i watched the film that we watched and didn't really have anyone to talk to about it when did you watch this for this was this your first viewing? E- no. <laughs> Years ago. I don't even remember what triggered me to watch it. Just something went off in my head or someone said something or something was going on. And I thought, okay, let me just 
I'll just watch it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I guess I finally used this as the justification to pull the trigger on that. I asked you to watch it as well. Yeah. We also could have, the other thing I, I've been meaning to say recently was we could just, I could have listened to the audiobook for like two hours, <laughs> if that's what you wanted to talk about. Yeah, well, I haven't heard the audiobook. No, I, I saw the movie. No, I mean, if thus spoke Zarathustra. That audiobook is 10 hours long. Yeah, but we don't have to talk about all 10 hours at once. We could take it piece by piece. That's why books have chapters. <laughs> Uh, the chapter in that you'll you'll know once you listen to it or read it the the way that it, that that story is broken up is strange. Yeah, it, it's on my list. I have a not to to fucking tease more bullshit. That's who knows if it will ever come or not. Is I I'm working on a I'm trying to write something about Man of Steel. It's basically sort of a an apology or not a not a and. Not a, a, a sorry apology, but you know, like the whatever the academic use of it, like a, a defensive Man of Steel, because I really love that yeah. movie. So, thus, thus book Zarathustra has been on my list because it talks about like the Uber mansion. It's tied to Superman, and I haven't read it yet, so I, I can't speak more on it. But uh, yeah, this movie is. Uh, I don't know. Well, let's finally get to the name of the movie, which anyone listening to this after we recorded will already know is uh-huh. God's Not Dead. Uh-huh. God's Not Dead, starring Kevin Sorbo and Dean Kane. And Dean Kane for some reason. There's a lot of. Uh, I really. Well, I mean, the, the, the common factor between all this is I guess they're just. They're all very Christian. Well, yeah, but it's not that. Because, I mean, when I, whenever I. I think I've sort of broken this down before of how I like look at, you know, movies. I try to judge them on a, on a lot of different things on craft, storytelling, writing, direction, mm-hmm. acting, all the individual arts that make up the whole of Yeah. You know. Yeah, and um and I would say I'm more on the personal side, like the the more subjective part of the way I view movies has to do with is your film, I, I think I tend to like and gravitate more towards films that ask more questions rather than try to give direct, uh, provide direct arguments for one side, you know, whether I agree with it or not. Uh, I think that in layman's terms, I don't like films that are preachy, which is like, I guess this is maybe the most preachy you could get <laughs> as a film. But yeah, so I. I will say that uh, I there's a lot that I did appreciate about this movie. <laughs> I was surprised by how much I did mm-hmm. um, actually think was okay in the film. I mean, the main thing is, um, for me, I think the biggest positive was Kevin Sorbo's acting. Actually, mm-hmm. I actually thought he was pretty good in this, and it kind of made me... Yeah. I don't know, it kind of made me lament or sort of think about like a lot of talented people who sort of, and maybe this is a a discussion that can leapfrog back into a discussion about the film itself, but they kind of, they get caught up in their own worldview and they only want to sort of, they they sort of swim in that. Like I think of, you know, Kevin Sorbo and Dean Cain are two examples of that. Or it's like, they're Mm -hmm. so Christian that they only basically, I don't know if they refuse other work or if they, 
or not getting it because of stigma or what, but they are definitely only turning up in like TV, very Christian centric movies. And this happens to a lot of stars, a lot of childhood stars. You see that with like Lacey Chabert. I remember uh, Lark Voorhees who played uh, Lisa Turtle on Saved by the Bell was super Christian and she never did any, really did anything after Saved by the Bell because, you know, she wanted to serve God or whatever. So it's interesting to sort of dive into these waters to see like oh like this guy's kind of he's kind of still got it like I, I don't know i never really watched hercules so i don't know how good he was on it but it's like it's like all right it's like this is a this is a, a veteran actor who's sort of at that age where he's you know he's got that sort of middle-aged swagger and he can kind of confidently do a thing like he yeah so it was, it was cool watching him yeah no, he does a good job Sure. Yeah, yeah. Like I can see why they kind of uh, basically put him at the tip of the spear, so to speak. Yeah. Um, I guess in terms of the other shit I was talking about that I look for, it's like craft wise, it definitely all looks like. Uh, well, the whole thing looks like stock photography. It looks like stock video. <laughs> it's very happy and shiny yeah yeah very <laughs> bright except when it's not when it tries to get dark uh they do some weird camera techniques and then the i think just the overarching like plot wise it's pretty fucking wild like i when i said like why is dean kane in this i'm like i, I don't that character there's all these characters that have no bearing on the main plot except for like tangentially I remember one of the things that pops up in my notes multiple times is me saying that there's too much movie in this movie. Mm -hmm. And it feels like several movies running concurrently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I kept waiting for that focus point to come into play. And, and it didn't happen until like the last fucking five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that he seems like 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 a one off he, he seems like a side in that cancer lady story and mm -hmm. really like he doesn't seem to have any real connection to the main plot yeah except he's uh, kevin sorbo's girlfriend's brother <laughs> and he's it's just another way to sort of ram home this idea of like if you stray from the path of god then you're fucking ah you're fucking not gonna be happy at the very least or something eventually uh, yeah yeah but so i, I really think 30 minutes could have been cut out of this film and they could have cut mm -hmm. dean kane entirely out of this movie <laughs> see yeah that, that probably would have been the smarter thing mm -hmm. uh, me personally him but more so his i guess ex-girlfriend were kind of like yeah both of the them. most compelling bit in that movie for me those two yeah her, her specifically hmm. her i i don't know it's even though i don't like the way she's characterized <laughs> this whole movie's bananas i don't really like the way anyone's characterized in this movie yeah I, i'm not I, yeah that was the, if we're talking about complaints and that's probably the biggest one for me yeah um specifically just just the and it, it, it kind of speaks to what gets what happens with anything now that everything's so political that like mm -hmm. anytime something comes up the line is immediately drawn in the sand you're either on this end or this end in the case of this movie it's okay we're we're, we're about god but then also 
if you're not okay with shooting ducks, then, then you're bad. <laughs> hey, I'm from the new left, and I'm completely evil, so you're bad. Yeah. You know, they're kind of like drawing clear lines in the sand. Oh, yeah, yeah, left-leaning politics, you're, you're, you're bad. Yeah. Oh, uh, you don't like hunting. Yeah, you, you're a caricature. Um, you're an atheist. You're a caricature. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know. For me, I didn't. I don't know if I'd use the word caricature, but I, to like watching this helped me definitely like see sort of because it's funny because I remember being in church as a kid. Like I, I, re- I remember like thinking of certain types of people the way this movie sort of portrays them, like. Especially like the Kevin Sorbo character. I think that's a big stereotype that that you get taught when you go to like a Christian church, especially like a new progressive like Christian church like I went to. Like it's it really is like, oh, it's like they don't like they like atheists like they didn't. They don't actually not believe in God. They actually hate God, and they're mad at him. Like they, yeah. they, re- they rebuke him, and they say they don't believe in him anymore because they're mad at him because he didn't give them what they wanted or some shit. Okay. Um, um, that that was one thing that like really stood out to me in that. Like when that gets revealed about him, I'm like, okay, they don't actually know. I mean, I guess they wouldn't talk to any atheists because that's not. That didn't. That's not atheism to me. That's someone having a crisis of faith. Yeah. Specifically. Someone who, like, I tend to think as to, like, whether or not someone is going to be with or without belief in in certain things here is more a matter of uh, life experiences and compatibility. Compatibility kind of, like, representing what life and experience doesn't factor into. Like, I think some people just work better with belief. Some people don't. Mm -hmm. To that end, the person who is ultimately compatible with belief will have this sort of experience but they'll get mad at whatever it is they believe in rather than think oh maybe it's just not there yeah which is what it was for me i i slowly uh because it was they i think there's a little bit of this in that in that movie but i remember growing up with that feeling of like oh it wasn't for me when i did believe it wasn't like it wasn't like oh, I'm mad at God or all these bad things are happening. It was very much pushed upon me, and I I very much believed like oh like anything bad that happens to me is like some sort of test, and like there's a reason mm-hmm. for for all this stuff. Um, but yeah, it, it it's funny because like as a film that's like basically an argument for something, it, it really falls it apart at that point for me because it's like oh this character is actually not an atheist, like mm-hmm. he he doesn't. But I, you know, I wonder how widely that view is held of like to think that all the atheists just are like mad at God or something. Oh, like well, my my best assumption is that they don't really interact, so yeah. they've got to form a conclusion based on their own experience, and that's what it is. Yeah. Well, I saw in the in the beginning of the credits there was something they had some kind of expert who was like a I forget what they called him like a an epilogist something I I. I can't remember what it was called, but they they had a guy, but it seemed like it was more they pulled him from like the like Christian faith. What the job description that I looked up, it was like somebody who was like, oh yeah, we we pay a guy to talk to the atheists for us. Yeah, pretty much. Like he was like the main consultant because like uh, and the other part where it really fell apart, which is is you know because I've you know I'm pretty much like a pretty 
agnostic ish more atheist sort of leaning guy I, I mean in terms of yeah like my atheism is like i don't know ill-defined like it's just like i don't believe in all these religions and uh, it's it's a it's a non-belief it's not a belief in in nothing it's a it's just the absence of there's just nothing there on that front yeah i mean there's there's other stuff that i believe to be profound truths about humanity but the religion doesn't come into play but yeah so yeah so anyway i've i've listened to a lot of these arguments and they really like the big scene where he's sort of debating with kevin sorbo like kevin sorbo's debating with the kid what was his name uh his name was something funny because it sounded like something else josh something it sounded like something oh yeah 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 it sounds like the name of the guy that made firefly it's like josh oh yeah his name was josh wheaton yeah yeah it's not i, I think it's josh josh wheaton yeah but anyway they they're big sort of climactic battle where the christian guy wins is like is like well how can you have any sort of morality without religion well if it's not tied to god then it doesn't exist there's nothing uh, and he used some quote by that argument made before and, and it's such a bad argument it's yeah. such a it's such I'm a sitting there thinking, i'm sitting there thinking what about the law <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah there's the law but that the law comes from uh so here's a, it i mean it's it's pretty easy to get there like from an evolutionary standpoint is like we all want to like humans were kind of programmed to i do think there was some interesting conversation about like the start you know because nobody knows how yeah how this all happened why we're here like um and yeah you could debate that forever and just go in circles but but in terms of like morality it's a pretty easy one to fight back against this argument it's like evolutionarily humans are you know we want to pass on our our genes and in order to successfully do that and propagate the species we help each other cooperate you know and there's you know you and i were talking about um, sort of group size and I say this all the time that the the group size kind of extends to you know the, the amount of people you can sort of care about or or sort of be in your sphere of influence that you even like recognize them as sort of important to your community is about 150 people um, which makes sense for you know when you think about our ancestors and, and how they grouped together in, in tribes but yeah, so you 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 help each other by collaborating with each other and not hurting each other and, and you know not murdering your offspring or not murdering mm-hmm. your siblings. Uh, it's 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 a it's sort of fight for survival and a and and I was talking to you about this. I was reading. Um, they talked a little bit about this in in this book, Born to Run, that I just finished reading. And then I th- I think some of what I'm about to say might come a little bit from um, one of Stephen Pinker's books, but just a certain like problem-solving mindset that humans have sort of ingrained to them. And it, it's really, it, we're constantly trying to efficiently use our, our, our resources, which like, you know, if you go back like thousands of years, it, it's we're managing resources to keep our bodies fueled for the hunt and to go out and get food and take care of our families. But as we have become smarter and problem solved 
ourselves out of that, you know, the situation of needing to go hunt every day, we kind of are forced more and more to just sit around and, and twiddle our thumbs. And the more time you have, the more you can never sort of see what you've accomplished. You always want to move forward. This is something that you see all the time that they, you hear creatives and, and people who are successful and, their professional lives talk about all the time. They're always looking for the next thing. Like what's basically we're wired to solve problems. Uh, so the more time you have, the more problems you kind of see that need to be solved or you try to improve things uh, for the, for the better and better. Uh, and so there's, you can sort of tie morality into that. Um, and somewhere along the line, we established like law, it's like, okay, if we're going to like, if our numbers are going to grow so big that our communities are going to be smashing together more than 150, like, you know, thousands of people, we need to have some type of common laws. Like, this is a problem that needs to be solved. Some universals here that we can build off of otherwise. Yeah. We're, we're only okay till we meet another tribe. And yeah. We- yeah. Pretty much. It's... Yeah, and there's also just the fact that we're wired to sort of be empathetic and like caring, at least to some people, depending on how we're treated. Like, you know, at least with we're also wired to sometimes be violent. Yeah, that's true, but we're also wired to sort of be repulsed by violence uh, a bit. Like we we see that and we know like oh, that doesn't look like it feels good. I don't want that to happen to me <laughs> and I don't know if I want to do that to other people. Uh, and, and there's all sorts of, you know, that's a whole other thing you can go off on. But basically my, yep. my point is, is like, it's pretty easy to see where uh, uh, a morality can arise from and form without, um, you know, without a book. Yeah. Yeah. Without, without, God, because I God and the book are two different things. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it, it, it's it's interesting, but it, and well, and if you look at it from my perspective, uh, as an as an atheist, uh, what I just talked about, you know, the establishment of those rules to uh, uh, create some sort of order, prevent, you know prevent murder and chaos and mm-hmm. like you know someone writing a, a book that says don't do all that shit and then saying hey you will pay the ultimate price from the man upstairs if you don't follow these rules kind of that sort of falls into what I just said I think you know this is so yeah <laughs> Anyway, that's what I would have said to that little shit stain if I was Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> but it, it, it's funny because I have all these thoughts and it's like they're they're in the movie. They're going back and forth about fucking like, ah, fucking Dostoevsky and Stephen Hawking and shit. And, and half like, the people they're mentioning aren't philosophers. Yeah. Philosophical debate. Yeah. Well, they, they, he said at the beginning that they were philosophers and scientists and shit. But, uh, it still seems like the longer their conflict goes on, though, the more it feels like a cheat. Hmm. The less, it, it, and and I guess brain assault 
I do this, you do this. Um, many other creatives or critics or whatever probably do this. Where I kept finding myself trying to like make a better movie out of what I was seeing. <laughs> yeah. And the whole time, like one of the things that kept popping into my head is like, this doesn't need to be so confrontational. Mm-hmm. Like framing someone trying to explain why God isn't dead and whatever um, through a presentation or like a college presentation, a project uh-huh. is actually a good way to do it. But it doesn't need to be this like fight for survival. That they <laughs> yeah, they really did that thing where they are like we're oh, we're oppressed. Like they really. Yeah, it's um in yeah. all in the Wikipedia articles for all three of the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, they it, it, what keep what got mentioned was a Christian persecution complex. Mm-hmm. Huh. There's a name for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that is definitively what's at the heart of this movie. Uh-huh. Every sort of antagonistic force is specifically out to get them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then they have that shit at the end of the credits where it's like, this is inspired by all these cases at real colleges. Um, I didn't look super into that, but I saw one of the like first trivia things on IMDb was uh, that... Um, like if you look into each one of those, they're not really exactly like this at all. <laughs> like they're mm-hmm. they're all, but I, I don't know. I didn't I didn't look too hard. I mean, at it, I but... mean, let's let's be clear. Like starting your course up with, "Hey, renounce your religion," mm-hmm. is, is fucked. Oh yeah, that was pretty fucked up. Yeah, there's um, <laughs> this movie's is ridiculous. Can I just tell you my favorite character? Who do you think my favorite character was? Your favorite character? See, with this movie, I honestly don't know. (laughs) Did you have a favorite character? I don't know if it's, like, ironically favorite. Or, like, maybe there was someone who was actually doing something interesting for you. (laughs) Um, Let me say that if these were all real people, then that hella upbeat African dude would probably be my favorite person. Yeah, he was pretty chill. God, that was so bonkers. That whole setup with the car and the fucking, it's like, and the, nope. God says we can't leave yet. Yeah, pretty much. You know exactly what they're doing as soon as the car doesn't start. It's like, okay, since they're so out of nowhere, they eventually have to have something that pulls them to something at the yeah. end. And, and I think, I think there isn't enough comedy around the vehicle not they're like their their trip being forestalled there isn't enough comedy there for me to not think that uh i did appreciate that sort of lightheartedness but again it was a little bit too much time spent with especially pastor dave um <laughs> the african guy was cool uh now my favorite character is the chinese dad <laughs> <laughs> You know, if I thought hard enough about it, I'd have figured that out. (laughs) (laughs) He just does not want to be bothered with me. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Every time it comes up, he's like, the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What are you even talking about? It's that thing of like, he's ready, he's successful in life. His kids are off to a good school, and his son is telling him this shit. He's just like, what 
the fuck? Dude, his response to that, he's like, uh, I forgot. What did he, what did he oh, say? Oh, yeah, there? yeah. When he, when, um, he says, the, the teacher is trying to make us say God's not dead. It's like, like, make us renounce religion or something like that. Is your teacher an atheist? Yes. Then you're an atheist. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That guy was badass. Even at the end when he got the text, he was kind of just like, the fuck? <laughs> I guess he's just going to be on this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, that guy was badass. Uh, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I I, I think one of my... I really like when Kevin sort of loses it at the beginning with the kid in the hall, too. I really like that. Even though that would have got him kicked out of the school. Oh, yeah. It was just like, I was like, I love this. This guy's fucking lunatic. What a maniac. Death gripped him. He's like, hey. <laughs> he was like, I'm going to fucking... Fucking ruin your life. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm going to fucking fail you. I'm going to ruin your whole academic career. And also pre-law. What the fuck is that? That's not even a real degree. You're never going to be a lawyer <laughs> now. me. Yeah. A bit Shit. sociopathic, which is... Deeply. <clears throat> definitely weird, because I feel like that scene also is like, you could have cut it, and you never would have... Like, he never really kind of shows that side again. Like... He, he kind of sort of goes off the deep end for that one moment. Yeah, he was he was uh, circling around Blue Flames territory. <laughs> yeah, you know I like that territory. <laughs> That's just going to be my go-to for unnecessary evil. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We gotta talk, we gotta talk about. Oh, let me just say, as soon as I saw like it's the opening shots and all the setups, and I saw, it took way too long. And I saw the Arab guy pull up in that car with the, the girl covered oh, in a burqa. I was just like, oh shit! I was just like, where is this gonna? Oh, like, God. where are they gonna take this? Where are they gonna go with this? This could go. Yeah, I, I, a million different ways. <laughs> it's weird for me to say that considering what this movie is, that could have gone way worse. It could have gone way worse. I actually thought that there was like... It's, there was actually some... I was surprised by the there's amount a, of... There's a tinge of sympathy. There is, actually. Yeah. It's it's Which is like sort of a sympathy I, I feel too. I follow a lot of... Um, Oh, like women on on Twitter and, uh, and Instagram who have like basically escaped countries in the Middle East where they've been like really oppressed. Like I, I was just mm-hmm. I was looking at this. Uh, yeah, there's this one girl. I forget what they they called her, but um, she had some name, but it wasn't her real name. But she was on the cover of some magazine. But she had. Uh, that the one missing her nose? Yeah, the girl that got her nose cut off. Um, yeah. Anyway, there's just countless stories uh, like that that are just really fucked up. So it's I really barbaric shit. So I, on the one hand, it's like, okay, they sort of like showed that with some nuance that like, yeah, this can be a really oppressive religion for some people. Like it could be a really oppressive situation. But at the same time, it was like, really this sort of like condescending like 
like, oh, she escaped Christianity thing, and she found... She escaped the wrong religion. Yeah, and found the right one. Uh, Yeah, it was just like, I don't know. He's, it's weird, because, I mean, it's weird to say he's not the same level of, like, caricaturesque villain Mm -hmm. that the other ones are, if only for the fact that Unlike the other characters, he seems twisted up about it. Yeah. But it's still, it still rang wrong with me. It's like literally, you're literally saying this is the wrong religion. Yeah. It yeah. just seemed unnecessary and shitty. Like you could have someone move from one religion to another. Like, like all these things don't have mm. to be these like harrowing confrontations. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a movie, but it's also like it's sort of indicative of, um, like, we we don't have to get into a big discussion about like the Middle East and the Iraq War and Afghanistan. Plenty of people talking about that right and, now. And Afghanistan and all that stuff. I uh, I have a lot of thoughts about that stuff, but I, I I think this what this movie sort of where I think they sort of hit for me is. And it's like they are really kind of showing their cards of like, okay, this is the perspective that I think probably a lot of Christians had when we were going over there of like, you know, and I'm not saying that it was the reason we went over there, but I think probably maybe a lot of people did support it for this reason uh, is to be like, yeah, we're, we're going over there to basically like save these people from themselves uh and and turn them to our way of 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 life which is uh just uh it's not a good look yeah very very colonizing yeah and uh, like i said i have complicated feelings on that because it it does kind of speak to the way religion gets weaponized yeah it does like yeah and i remember when it was kind of all going down at the beginning i think I remember Bush actually kind of trying to do some damage control because you had like the Taliban being like, hey, this is a holy war. And then a lot of people over here, uh, like from the Christian right or whoever, being like, all right, it is. And yeah, they're like, yeah, it is. And I remember Bush being on TV being like, this is not a holy war. <laughs> this is what we're doing. Please stop that. But yeah, so it, 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 I thought it spoke to sort of like a toxic mentality. I guess that sort of speaks to the movie as a whole, where it's like, I think it it talked more complexly about a lot of things than you might think it did, Uh, but it's still... They're they're obfuscated by all the things they're being highly simplistic and shitty over. Yeah, it's obfuscated by the fact that it's all a foregone conclusion to them. Like, this is all leading to a point that they're trying to, to make that, that, you know, they basically, you know, all that stuff I was talking about, like morality they basically you know they didn't go that far with their argument they basically just left that part out yeah we have Um, the through line of morality anything that isn't this is incorrect god (laughs) fucking bizarre she was a she was the punchline to the joke i was constantly making when people asked me about this movie which was you have that moment where she meets a generic main character guy Mm -hmm. and she's like oh you're that guy that did the thing Uh uh-huh she has this like lingering stare at him and then nothing happened <laughs> and the thing i said to myself and to anyone who asked was yeah because god forbid this movie would have an interracial relationship <laughs> <with me."> yeah 
Yeah, I was thinking about that because I was like, I, you know me. When I watch something, I'm always taking a tally. <laughs> a mental tally. Because <laughs> it's like, uh, it's it's like they they definitely are. See, I started I started tallying things and then just couldn't keep up. <laughs> but so, at the beginning of my notes, I have strikes one through three, and then I just gave up. <laughs> so at the end, when she's like, when they have that moment, I was like, okay, they've been building towards this. You could go the race way, but you could also go go the way of like they're so Christian that it's like, oh well, of course he's not going to make a move now. <laughs> this is like there's there's no way. He's a, you know, he's got a, you know, that's not allowed. He's a good church boy. He's got to turn around and, you know, I don't know. Yeah, they're, 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 they're singing about God. This is God's time. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, I, you know, I mean, I thought it was progressive of them to, you know, have when they would have black people and white people on the screen together at the same time it did bother me that the first black guy we see is showing his ass in the classroom he's showing his ass not literally figuratively oh yeah g-dog oh yeah g-dog oh yeah jesus christ oh yeah i don't know if that was his actual name he was just he it it just bothered the first one we see (laughs) and he's the kind of dude the news reporters go after Mm -hmm. G-Dog. <laughs> they want, want to get some, some live live interviews. <laughs> what did you see? The amber lamps? The leprechaun? Oh, the leprechaun in the tree. <laughs> oh, man. Bless him. Sitting at the front of the class. But yeah. I, can we just talk about the... I don't know. Kevin Sorbo's whole arc. Right? Just the, the car crash at the end. Oh, when they meet Joe Blackton? <laughs> I haven't seen that shit. You got toe up. Yeah, they did some. There's some VFX there. He, he went flying. Or he uh, went up. Yeah, talking about race, I did notice that the stunt double for Kevin Sorbo was a Mexican guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it means anything. I just noticed it. Yeah, it was kind of just like. Because everything is so convenient, you know. It's like, oh, of course he has to get hit by a car, and then that's why the pastor is there to help him find the Lord right before he dies. The one, the silver lining to that, though, because this line honestly got me to like just just die when I heard it. Is a uh, can't remember what the pastor was saying to him. Something about something about God saying no. And as he's lying there dying, he's like, he says that a lot, doesn't he? <laughs> it's something about that just killed. <laughs> You've served your purpose. <laughs> You're mine now. <laughs> I think I think it stood out to me because, like, the one time the conversation between Sorbo and Generic Kid gets got to a point that interested me is when the kid tells him sometimes the answer is no mm. and I was like waiting for the conversation to go on from there and it just kind of veered off into their usual shit yeah it's kind of what I was talking about earlier when I was saying that like uh, there's a very much of a thing of like oh every bad thing is like oh what happens for a reason it happens so that you could inspire this kid to fucking 
get the fucking the duck guy to tell everybody to text all their friends and convert a million people. <laughs> it's like, this in, in, in that sense, it seems kind of sinister. Yeah, this is some real fucking butterfly effect shit. It's just like fucking. I'm flashing back to sort of all that stuff that they would say, and it was very much like this idea of like, oh, you never know what God's purpose is, and I they said a lot of stuff like this in the movie, where it was like where it, sort of the 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 way they view the world is extremely god's centric which is it's like it's i'm sure it's some kind of fallacy that i don't know the name of but it, it's it's like oh like everything that happens is for this like you're not gonna know the effects until further down the line but it's like yeah i mean that's uh for me i just look at it as like cause and effect you know i think a lot of people I mean, do you get a similar notion with things like karma. Yeah, exactly. That's why it, 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 even that notion bothers me. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't say that, but... Yeah, I've kind of been of the mentality for a long time that like one idea doesn't necessarily negate the other, hmm. but neither are worth dwelling on. Yeah. Yeah. For, you know, I mean, you can sit there, you can dwell on it, but you ultimately have no control over it one way or the other. Hmm. Yeah. World's too big, stuff's gonna do what it do. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's like, you know, what goes around comes around, but then it's also like, good things happen Chances to... Chances are you won't be around when it happens. Yeah, good things happen to bad people, and bad things happen to good people, and but also the opposite's true. It's, yeah. I guess they sort of tried to tackle that in this. Yeah. That that did kind of stand out to me a little when they were like, they've spent this whole movie talking about, oh yeah, God acts, God's doing this. Hmm. And then Dean Cain's mom is like, you know, Satan acts too. <laughs> <laughs> He's acting all up on your ass. Yeah, dude, it's... Uh, that's the shit that drives me crazy. It's uh, All this shit is like they... They just basically... This, that... Uh, Religion is just like people, <laughs> they look at life and they just invent reasons for everything. And then they tell you what to do to avoid bad things. And it's like, and they wrote it in a, in a book before you could just make books. They just wrote it all down, kept it in a book. <laughs> and that made it special, you know? When there's one, when there's only like a, a handful of things, it makes it really special. Um, and then that it just exploded from there. I'm really fascinated by the the development and growth of like religions and stuff. Like it's it's crazy that. I mean, all all this stuff is really interesting because it's, you know, I think about this a lot. Like people always talk about like, what if aliens showed up on Earth. Uh, and and we were gone and all they had was like our movies and like our books and shit it's like would they think that's what reality was like i i i, I sort of think about that a lot YouTube channel that used that as a framing device to review films hmm. <laughs> cinema. Huh, that's funny that's pretty good but i but i think about that a lot in the terms of like of the bible because it's it's really it's a collection of writings from 
tons of different people and it's and you know and it's like it's obviously it's like it's two sets and one heavily contradicts the teachings of the first but somehow they got slammed together in christianity and i always i know when i think about the stories there's always like you know there's always a moral and sometimes there's something fantastical that happens and it's interesting that that's still the how we tell story stories today and how we present our morality so it's like i wonder if people like back when all this stuff is being written first told had more of a sense that like oh these are like it's a story time like it's it's fantastical you know like it's it's fun to sit down and listen to a story like i wonder if i i don't know or if it really was like people you know saw this you know there was there were like uh creator myths or whatever the hell you Mm -hmm. know before yeah 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 you look at all that stuff but yeah like this ancient greeks had their things and egyptians and and all that stuff but um yeah and i I guess they did erect a lot of statues and (laughs) and paid a lot of tribute and had a lot of rituals so i I guess there was an understanding but it's yeah it's it's interesting it's interesting to try to think back to those times of like i wonder what it was really like like what was going on in the in the psyche of people back then versus today when we have so much information readily available like i wonder like what it must have been like to be someone back then and sort of trying to decide like oh which gods i'm gonna follow or like there's this well, new I, new f- i imagine a lot of it got decided for you based on what you did yeah especially when it was like polytheistic when there were multiple gods then like you know what good are you gonna do praying to the god of war if you're a farmer mm-hmm yeah but i are better off praying for better better crops yeah but i mean in more in the context of like different theisms arising like rather than like oh like uh, you know versus a, a religion that has multiple gods like like oh like, this you mean ancient greece when all the all the christians show up and they're like hey no no no, no fuck that zeus guy yeah yeah stuff like that i mean i I was reading something a little bit about that recently about uh i think i when i read meditations there was sort of a timeline leading up to marcus aurelius's time and it sort of detailed some of his uh, his like his ancestors and and a lot of what was happening with um the appearance of christians and how they were treated back then but i, I mean going back even further like during the time of jesus like like it'd be interesting to see like how that the the following sort of like where it moved in terms of believers and how it grew as something that was sort of new and that you were persecuted for for believing oh kind of like uh when christianity found its way into japan and it actually got outlawed for a time yeah yeah i mean christians they have been it's weird because they've been persecuted throughout history but then they've also become very persecutorial if that's a word (laughs) 
They've also been persecutors. Yes. And now the persecuted has become the persecutor. <laughs> the circle is now complete. You say it that way, it sounds kind of like a Pokemon. Yeah. Um, we've said a lot of things, uh, I guess, in opposition to Christianity. But can I tell you the one thing that set off my... Um, I don't know, let's call it spiritually leaning. Uh, I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm not secular. Mm-hmm. Is the long and short of it. The little one bit of the arguing between Kevin Sorbo and main character man that kind of set me off to the point that I had to stop the movie and actually look stuff up is when um, uh, I think like uh, kids trying to equate the Big Bang to let there be life, or let there be light. Oh uh, yeah, I was. Yeah. Kevin Sorbo counters with, "Oh well, Hawking said this, 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 and then he said the word spontaneous creation. <laughs> spontaneous creation, uh, being like back, I can't remember when, but like I remember it came up in multiple history classes in regards to like ancient, I don't know, Rome, Greece, whatever the fuck." Uh, people believing that you would have to do certain things or enact certain rituals. It's like, oh yeah, you've got to like kill something and drip honey on it, and then bees will spontaneously generate. <laughs> As opposed to, oh yeah, they're actually just attracted to the sweet stuff. Mm-hmm. So to hear like spontaneous generation get brought in as the non-religious argument <laughs> was kind of throwing me the hell off. Yeah. To, it, only to look it up and realize that it literally came out of Dawkins' mouth. Not Dawkins, uh, Hawking's mm-hmm. mouth. Yeah. Maybe he says it does in the movie. <laughs> I thought that was weird, too. I thought it was a little strange. That that really threw me off. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's where I go to, like, yeah, in terms of, uh, I don't know. It's weird because people will try to frame atheism as sort of whatever they want it to be, they, if they whether they do or don't like it. Uh, but really, it really is, just means that you don't follow you're, a religion. You're, you're not doing what those guys do. Yeah, I... It's something you're not doing versus something you're doing. Yeah. So for me, like, I, I do when the the discussion turns to like the beginning of the universe or like the creation of the universe or the here and the why uh, it's like, I don't know. It, it's all, it's sort of, I run into a lot of things there where I'm just like, okay, if we, you know, they talk about a little bit of the movie, it's like, okay, who created whatever created that then? And, mm-hmm. and then it's like, well then what created that and it's just like is it a big loop but then why does it exist in the first place why but and then when i you know when i start going in circles asking these questions i just start to realize you know within myself it's like this is like uh, we can only perceive three things through our own sort of human lens and we are really driven to like i was talking about before problem solve and ask a lot of questions and we need to want to have a solution yeah yeah when they're really it's it's like you it's like by sort of exploring that we're kind of like we're sort of just swimming in a little like 
pool, you know? And it's like, I don't even think... Swimming in the same sort of circle over and over. Yeah. And we're kind of not... I don't think we... Every once in a while, you hit a bigger loop, and it feels like a break breakthrough, but you're still in the same pond, making the same circle. It's just slightly bigger. Yeah, pretty much. It, yeah, but... I'm, so I just feel like human beings, we might just be like pretty incapable of understanding any sort of how or, or reason or the nature of of um of our own existence um uh and and that sort of also fuels my my viewpoint that it's uh, i think religion is sort of audacious in its attempt to to say that they've found a solution to that um but it's also like that same loop sort of feels similar that to sort of the religious idea of like sort of religious logic where it just kind of circles into itself endlessly where it's like oh why because god because god because god it's it's like well he has a plan but they they also do there is this thing where it's like they sort of take the confusion out of it by saying well that's not for us to know it's for God it's it's the one point in time where they can com- they feel comfortable saying I don't know. Yeah, because they leave it up to God. Whereas for me, I think I have ended in a place where it's like I'm kind of comfortable saying I don't know, but I don't. Me too. I don't think there's a, a guy in the sky that does know. <laughs> I think there's something, but I don't feel any sort of pressure to know or even guess at what it is. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, the more you do, it's the more question existence. Because you're just gonna keep. If you find an answer, you're just gonna ask more questions. Like, if I like that's finding the actual answer might be scary as fuck. But it's also like, if you find some sort of answer, then you're gonna know why that. <laughs> you know. That would just lead to more questions. You you cannot solve you, you, you just can't our our brains will never be satisfied with with any sort of answer um it's really weird and this is sort of uh, tangentially related to sort of why i like a lot of movies that are like you know like i why i really like prometheus right because yeah. it because it does talk about those questions of First of all, I like the dynamic of uh, Dave, this android, David, who is traveling. He knows his purpose in life because he was created by humans. There's humans everywhere in his life. But then the humans are so obsessed with finding their creators. And then they find their creators. And and then it's like, but then they dangle this other mystery of like, where are they from? You know? Yeah. Uh, so I really like uh, things that play with those ideas. But um, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I appreciate that movie for similar reasons. Mm-hmm. I think the big standout for me is that the uh, the uh, primary character of that film navigated both being um, scientific and to that end very questioning, mm-hmm. while at the same time having faith without the two really clashing. But also not necessarily. It's just the fact that they they safely existed within her without it ever really being like a problem. Yeah, 
Yeah. I've always kind of hated that. Like it would be something that would happen to me sometimes. Um, tended to either attract or gravitate towards secular types. And it would always be this really annoying thing where they would be surprised by me being not being stupid while also not being secular. Hmm. Like kind of this assumption that, oh, you're, you're religious even when I was like, and this would go on even when I was like more Catholic. And the, the, the surprise was, oh, you're Catholic, but you're not, you're not, you're not stupid. Mm-hmm. You're not simple. You're not. So getting a, getting a character that managed both. Yeah. As it usually, it usually tends to be one or the other. Yeah. That movie's also interesting because it, it also, if you watch the sequels or know sort of what they were thinking behind that movie, it, that movie also like attempts to, to create sort of a historical reality or science fiction based precedent for Christianity. Yep. Um, um, it's just in the fact that it's like, okay, this story, here's what the actual story with Jesus was. He was sent by these aliens and shit. Um, but it's funny that what you're talking about with the main character in that movie, I, and what you were just saying about yourself is, uh, I feel like not what we saw in this movie. Like it's not even how like this movie presented christians like oh no no not in this movie at all (laughs) like they presented themselves as like very much like no no to be clear i was talking about the main character prometheus yeah yeah i i know but i'm saying like prometheus did a better job of presenting like intelligent like christians than this movie did (laughs) like this movie is just like it's kind of like they're such stereo- like especially when they're talking to that they lay it all on the table with the duck dynasty guy at the beginning where he's just <laughs> like hey all right i got my fucking business and i got god and everything's taken care of hold on now i ain't maiming no animals with fucking bought a big truck so i can drive through more mud and- <laughs> yeah yeah and the, the fucking the 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 journalist girl was like i thought your your wife would be fucking pregnant fucking bear feeders like some hillbilly or some shit and she's like no like i'm a business it's it 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 really puts forward this very simplistic view of of like the dumb christian who like doesn't question anything and just has complete faith and just lets everything come to them as it is uh I mean, there, 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 there can be something sent to that, but yeah. I don't think that's what they were depicting. Yeah, it's. Yeah. It was more like, okay, they have all the right answers, so they mm-hmm. need to be happy. Whereas yeah. you, with all your misery confronting mm-hmm. them, you don't have the right answers, so you—that's why you're mad. Yeah. I was expecting to get uh, a little. Um, even more epilogue with her at the end to be like i found jesus and i my cancer is cured i was so glad they didn't pull that <laughs> because there's no, so there was a reason why i said she she to me was the most compelling character mm. is because through her they're kind of tackling a big a really big issue uh one that i do actually see sort of uh come up in religion so much in other places which is like what what do you do when you're faced with something impossible mm-hmm. yeah. like, like there isn't a correct answer there isn't a go-to response yeah you know, like what what do you do yeah it, it definitely did present like it's it, it sort of 
sort of showed you know what does happen to a lot of people you know and it's not not always a bad thing you know if you have nobody in your life you have no community no support and you have something like that happen to you like you get cancer like yeah you might turn to religion and like those guys were immediately there for her like they to to offer her support and it's like yeah that's that's kind of like that's the good bit that i wish was kind of at the forefront of this movie yeah like if you're gonna sit there and try and put put out something regarding christianity really regarding any sort of like school of thought idea what have you don't don't vilify the people who don't agree with it show me what's good yeah about what you do what you believe how you feel yeah and i think that was like maybe maybe the only bit in this movie that actually did that yeah because i really actually did enjoy that moment yeah it was uh interesting yeah i definitely agree with that like i i think yeah religion is it's funny because Kevin Sorbo sort of makes that argument earlier in class um, where it's like, oh, we've, you know, we've, we've evolved ourselves out of the need for this. So why is it still around? Like, um, but he's sort of touching on that, you know, sort of what I was talking about earlier where, you know, you, you see how, why and how religion develops. It's to provide things like a sense of community and a support system for people um but it's it's like an evolutionary thing and it's and it still serves that purpose in a lot of places like people really do turn to it for uh like a sense of support and and community um but yeah that actually it's funny because that that brought back a memory of mine that i had forgotten about uh yeah my my, one of my mom's i think i told you about one of my mom's like first ex-boyfriends who was just like he's like a homeless dude and he was like kind of a, a bit out of his mind just you know she, he was an aa uh she met him through the program and he was just all fucked up and uh he actually lied to us and told us that he had cancer um it's all sorts of crazy shit he would like revert back to being a a child and stuff it, it it was just really fucked up the whole thing um we later found out that i think which explained a lot of it was that he didn't have lung cancer he actually had brain cancer um Jesus and Christ. which can do a lot of crazy yeah. shit um uh but yeah it wasn't a good time to be around but i this moment that i remember was we went to some uh it wasn't really a church. It was like they had rented out some place somewhere in, in uh, probably like San Pablo or somewhere. And uh, we went to there and this guy who was like, I don't know if he gave a sermon or what, but basically there are all these people there and we ended up all like laying hands on this guy and like trying to like heal him. <laughs> like it oh, was, wow. it was very culty. <laughs> is very culty uh which is fucked up for so many different reasons it's just like yeah here we are trying to like heal this guy's lung cancer that he doesn't have but he has brain cancer (laughs) and it's uh, but yeah that that brought that memory up for me of like uh, 
this sort of yeah just seeing them all sort of lay hands on this girl which they didn't say that they were doing but it reminded me of that faith healing yeah and i wonder if this is back when dean kane was hosting it that uh ripley's believe it or not show mm-hmm. there was a segment on faith healing in it huh like like full on weird ass Indiana Jones type shit where the like the guy supposedly reaches into your body and <laughs> pulls out some hunk of meat. <laughs> oh yeah. God, I remember seeing shit like that on TV as a kid. Where it's like they they reach inside. It's like, huh? what the fuck? He pulled the cancer out? What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, Jesus. Fucking Kali Bod his ass, except they yeah. use the power for good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that show. <laughs> I forgot that Dean Kane hosted that. Because I, I, for some reason, I don't know, I'm sure you've seen recently, like, uh, there's like that video floating around of, uh, of, um, when Jonathan Frakes hosted it, mm-hmm. where he's like, didn't happen. Nope. It's fiction. We made it up. Like that super cut of him just saying all that. Uh, just doing a bunch of weird shit, like rolling in on a bicycle. And... No, no, it was like a super cut of like at the end uh, when they, you know, they ask you to guess at the beginning of the segment. At the end, he's like, we made it up. <laughs> he's like, did you think it was real? Uh, it's false. It's like a super cut of that. But I remember uh, when Jack Pounce hosted that show. Everyone forgets about that, but I... I used to love Jack Pounce because he was in City Slickers and he was on that show. <laughs> I remember, I think they did, I don't know if it was that show, but I remember them talking about like these holy men that would like float. Mm-hmm. And they showed this guy and he was like meditating in the air. and But he was like holding a cane. And it was just like, whoa, like how does he fucking do it? Uh, but then they showed him like his robe conceals that the cane goes up his sleeve and like down his shirt and like is made of metal that's like planted the cane is like planted in the ground and there's like a, a seat <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah that show was yeah that show debunked a lot of stuff for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah that may have been why i stopped watching no 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 not that one there was another show that was kind of like that because uh half of the believe it or not was just like Hey, there's weird stuff going on over here. Like there, there's this guy that has a crypt dedicated to his wife, and he goes out there to visit her. And in this country, they do weird stuff. Of, you know, so that part still kept me interested. But like a lot of the debunking shows, after a while, would just get kind of sad to me because nothing ever interesting ever happened. It was like it was like watching Scooby Doo. <laughs> there was never a ghost. It's always just some guy in a costume. <laughs> yeah. I just got lame to me, so I just I just decided to watch cartoons. Yeah, well, for me, it was I, I think I liked it because it it made the world a little bit less scary. Because you'd be running around scared of fucking ghosts and shit, and I'd be like, wait a minute, I don't think that this shit is real. <laughs> you know, I don't think it's really a, a ghost in my grandma's closet. <laughs> ghosts weren't all bad to me. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like they could be good or bad. Yeah, yeah, I know. This movie was bonkers. It was, and it felt like maybe three or four different movies. I mentioned this earlier. Three or four different movies going concurrently. Mm-hmm. I still just keep thinking about him getting hit by that car. That car annihilated his ass. Yeah. 
And if that weren't bad enough, then you got the African guy being like, yo, he crushed his ribs. <laughs> Blowing into his lungs. <laughs> like, but, but he's going to live long enough to confess, which means it's kind of a slow death. <laughs> Holy Yeah. Oh, man, that shit was tight. <laughs> that shit was brutal. Yeah, they had a, a weird like buddy comedy thing going on there. Yeah, <laughs> like, like those two were a separate movie too. Yeah, they were they were like this weird comedy of errors trying to go on a trip to Disney World. Yeah, which I wanted to see. I wanted to see his triumph of getting that picture of him and the mouse ears to send to his mm-hmm. grandmother. He never yeah. he never got to do it. Everybody goes to this fucking concert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Apparently, that's a real group. Yeah, well, it said the newsboys at the beginning. They were credited. All the music was really weird too. Like, I, I was it all Christian music? Cause it a lot of the like background music going on was like really upbeat. Sometimes weirdly so. Yeah, but I was like, I couldn't quite make what they were trying to like present with the lyrics. Like, there's a point where like uh the the cancer girl was like writing her article about duck dynasty but she was listening to something but it, it just sounded like christian rock i don't know if, what they were singing about but it sounded like everything else i wasn't paying too much attention to the music there yeah fucking real weird what a plot boomerang to like have one scene with the duck dynasty guy and then have him show up at, at the up. beginning yeah. or at the end. He'd be like, hey, everybody, fucking I'm friends with these guys. <laughs> somehow we all know about this kid. <laughs> yeah, somehow they all know about the kid. Now we all know about this kid and this stuff's going on. But we don't know he's at the concert. But we do know everything about his teacher and <laughs> send everyone. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I thought he was straight up going to be like, don't worry, that teacher's dead now. <laughs> it seemed kind of like grim that he's sitting there mocking that teacher. Yeah. Considering he just, I mean, I know he doesn't know this dude just died. <laughs> yeah. But I guess like tonally and like in the movie, it's like, he's kind of, yeah. he just died, right? Yeah, that was also another unresolved thing was like his, his girlfriend sent him that, text oh yeah and it was like they never like as she got like she's gonna be super fucked up now there's no way she's just gonna walk away from that i i realized something about the two of them dating and like i think i had to have acknowledged this when i watched the film the first time but i managed to completely forget about it by the time i came back to this because i was like shocked and slightly appalled when they revealed that the woman he's dating is a christian Mm mm-hmm as he's doing all this and tormenting this child and being mm. a huge dick. Why? <laughs> and no, I think it, it is. It's when he reads the letter from his mother mm-hmm. before he goes out to try and find her mm-hmm. that I realize what it was. Straight mommy issues. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. God. It's like he was peak dick yeah. during that dinner party. I didn't know if that was peak dick. I think I'm going to fucking ruin your life and you're never going to be oh, a law yeah, degree yeah. and you're going to kick. Well, no, there's, there's, 
I think these things are actually closer than we want to believe because mm-hmm. while what he's doing to that kid is profoundly mm-hmm. evil, yeah, he actively doesn't like that kid. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be in love with this woman. Yeah. There and but what I read from that was like you can kind of see that's like oh he really does like love her and care for her and his his solution about his sort of uh, ideological beliefs is to like bury it like he doesn't want to discuss it with her like he just wants but then to... also be deeply condescending in front of his atheist friends yeah a little bit but he's not like his with that student. He, the way he is with him, he's not like that with his his girlfriend. Like he's he's sort of like, and he keeps repeatedly saying to her, like, "Oh, let's just not talk about it. Like, let's not do that." But he's also like, you know, he's he's holding all this shit in and then exploding it onto this poor kid who just doesn't has no idea that that's what's going on with this guy. And he's, I don't know. It's just he's like openly mocking his wife in front of all of his people and just being diminishing and condescending. Yeah. It's like yeah. I'm not. I'm not trying to have an argument about which is worse here. Yeah. Because this, this shit's terrible either way. They're just terrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, they're yeah, they're definitely related. I mean, I I don't think he even knows what he's doing. Like, I don't think that character knows what he's that he's doing that to her. Like, he it's it's just like it's it's little bits of steam coming out because he's just he's just letting little snipes out because he knows he doesn't want to go down the rabbit hole with her to discuss yeah, this shit. Where is, where is he knocks the whole hydrant off the curb when he's dealing with the kid? Yeah. Cause he knows his, he can like, that's his domain. And he's like, he suddenly has power. Like he's, he's, he's got these, this control issue, of, you know, I'm God in my classroom. <laughs> I have all this power. So yeah, I mean, I, but there's some nuance to these characters. Like the the person who wrote this sort of they knew how to write sort of developed interesting characters, but they also have a big point of view. Yeah, they also <laughs> have like a big agenda they gotta get across. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like it's kind of like they started doing one and realized that they had to do the other. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, let me let me write some characters. Let me write some real characters. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, okay, okay. They're all right, but they're really shitty atheists. Yeah, there we go. There, there we go. Yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, man, Dean Cain, what a badass maneuver. Dude, your girlfriend tells you that she has cancer. Just, just like, ah, Dear. well, perfect. Talk about- talk about this couldn't wait till tomorrow <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> i'm pretty yeah. sure that's what i actually wrote in my notes too yeah. like, like we're talking blue flames maneuvers that <laughs> that was it yeah yeah man tremendous narcissism <laughs> absolute prick <laughs> that's pretty crazy yeah he doesn't learn anything and he he suffers no consequences really yeah, hey, uh, this movie wasn't really concerned with a lot of happy endings, which I sort of appreciate on the one hand, but it definitely like filters it all through this. What can we learn from this Christian mentality? And what can we learn about the Lord through this? What was the Lord trying to say with this man's horrible car accident? <laughs> well, he did it so he could convert a million people. 
<laughs> Sounds like Christianity doing some Death Note shit. Yeah. yeah. Some Palpatine shit. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I gotta... Did you ever see that movie Thug? No. Don't watch it. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you read my thing about it. I I didn't I didn't like it. <laughs> but anyway, it it's it sort of it, it talks a lot. It's a it's a it's basically a movie about race. Like it's talking about race relations today. Uh this I would kind of put this movie in the same category as that movie in terms of like we're trying to show both sides, but really we have a point of view that we're trying to like we have an agenda first and foremost. Yeah. This is propaganda first and movie second. Yeah. Pretty because much. This was. Yeah. Yeah. Which is Yeah. See, wow, you got hit by that car. Annihilated by that car. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about Dean Kane's mom? I think, I think his mom, what his mom said was hilarious to me, just because I've always found the notion of people going to hell amusing. <laughs> Even though I'm not so, so I'm, I'm, I don't feel too strongly that there is a hell mm-hmm. anymore. Mm. Which is a little sad to me, even though the thought of it used to scare me as a kid. Mm. There's something like oddly both comforting and hilarious about bad people going there, which is why anytime it comes up, I laugh. Mm. I think even when I believed in, like in God and shit, even when I was like pretty heavy going to church and stuff, I think I was very much like I sort of didn't understand. Like it was like. I don't know. I really did sort of like critically think my way out of that shit. Like I just thought about everything. I was like, wait a second. If they're saying that this guy wants to have a personal relationship with everyone and he's like the most forgiving being in the universe. Then why would there be hell? Yeah, then why why is anybody going to like and you're saying that there's a guy at the gates that like talks to you and, and like goes over your life. It's like we I don't know. It just seems weird. I think the thing that always seemed off to me, I think I remember talking with my mom about it. She had like similar ideas. Um, was the thought that like the guy who was just like profoundly like evil, wicked, just doing evil shit all the time, and the person who just wasn't good when they were supposed to be enough. Mm-hmm. Like the extreme case and the borderline case go to the same place. Mm. Never really uh, sat right with me. Yeah. Also, the idea that it was forever. I think uh, I don't know if it was schooling or or TV or wherever I first encountered like the idea of like nature versus nurture, or like the idea of nature and nurture. So I've always sort of been of the mind that like uh, we're sort of really made by. Uh, uh, so society, but also like you know, your just wherever you're born into really affects how you turn out, and like, uh, so I've always like been of the mind that it's not really anybody's fault what they what they do, and also uh, later in life I've encountered you know more stuff that's like questioned the existence of free will, which I I. It's interesting because I I actually don't believe in free will, which is a whole nother conversation. But I, it, this movie, ex, this movie explicitly says that they that God gave everyone free will, uh, 
is really it's weird, it's weird that I sort of landed there to like I don't think it exists whereas the, the basis of what I was taught growing up was sort of like it does exist and of course people get to choose and that's why they go to hell if they choose wrong <laughs> 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 oh, that's a problem. I gotta. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that shit gets me every time. Yeah, um, yeah kind of somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. Depending upon what day of the week you ask me, I may have a different answer for you. I don't. Yeah. Sometimes the idea of there there not being free will kind of makes it a bit more sense. In some sense, it seems like if you boil it down deep enough that's where you're going to end up. Um, mm-hmm. At the same time, I still don't, I'm still not completely sure if like the blank slate is to the degree that, um, I don't know, I guess ultimately you could kind of like boil it down like that. But when you consider the sheer number of factors at work, uh, free will would ultimately be inconsequential, but uh, if you look at the sheer number of factors that kind of create that thought process, then I think I'd, I'd probably have to devote more time to really explaining what I'm trying to communicate right now. Hmm. Yeah. Like, if you're going to try and literally factor in everything, then there's kind of no point in thinking about it. Yeah, pretty much. That's, I mean, that's how I feel. It's like, you... <laughs> like, like ultimately, you can if you try hard enough boil down every action any person can take to a number of factors. But mm-hmm. why would you bother? Well, yeah, it, well, it's it's a waste of time. Like you can only really move. Uh, well, we have what we do have. I believe is the illusion of free will, and that's all. It's sort of like what I was saying before. Of like we can't, we we can only sort of see within ourselves. So I, if it's an illusion, like it's, it's it's fine. It really doesn't change how I move through the world. Like I have the illusion of choice that I'm making choices, um, but there's all these reasons why. You know, like I'm hungry, I'm gonna go eat, or I'm tired, I'm gonna sleep, or I'm bored, I'm gonna play a video game. It's like why play a video game? Well, because somebody gave me a console way back when I was a kid, and it was fucking fun, and I never wanted to stop because it's fun that's why yeah yeah uh but i had to learn that it was fun (laughs) so it's like yeah you can boil it and things like that but it is really just like you you kind of just have to like it doesn't uh it doesn't like it it doesn't mean you shouldn't like punish people who behave badly or try to help them or or treat them or something you know like you you kind of it doesn't it can't really like knowing or thinking that there's no free will doesn't really change how you move about the world. Like it's just like oh yeah, it kind of. I think what it does do is kind of mm-hmm. like there's kind of an inherent problem when you boil everything down to personal choice that mm-hmm. kind of allow you to look past what might drive a person to do something that seems wrong or illogical or unkind mm-hmm. or yeah. indecent or greedy or whatever. And so, so if you, you take into account, like, uh, not so much the 
whether or not I believe in free will so much as I always try to keep in mind that like given the right circumstances I could have been the one to do this awful thing I'm looking at being disgusted by yeah I don't dwell on that too much but just when I kind of feel like I'm starting to get like arrogant mm-hmm. or like like I'm getting caught up and like looking down not even so much being disgusted or bothered by what was done so much as looking down on the person that did it as I try to keep that in mind is any number of things could have happened to push me to that point and then you know maybe I think okay so what would need to happen and then the sheer number of factors come in and then oh my god did that happen to that person over there yeah it, I guess it's kind of a thought exercise yeah I mean that's that's exactly how I move about the world and i think it, it i think i it creates a, a lot of empathy for me like i have tremendous empathy for every person because it, you know i just i had enough like fuck-ups in my life and and seen a lot of stuff uh, you know sort of go wrong in a lot of people's lives that it's like i sort of know where things come from and it's like learning also learning about mental health uh you know and how it sort of can pop up and like create people to do you know wild oh, shit yeah. it's like um i don't know i just have i i do i go through that thought process a lot and i'm i so i tend to have empathy for everyone and that to the point where it actually annoys people like mm-hmm. people it's like yeah i always want to understand where somebody else is coming from uh, but I, which I, which is hard for me because I think our society right now is very much like no, like you don't do that. Like they're where they're coming from is like they hate us. Well, you too, you often get um, mistaken for agreeing with them mm-hmm. by not agreeing by refusing to not immediately disagree. I guess. Yeah, yeah, or or condemn or like show hatred. Uh, Anything else about this movie? Did we talk uh, about everything? Oh yeah, the minor thing, and I think we already touched on most of it when, um, uh, like, when you brought up uh, kids saying, "Oh, yeah, if there's no God, then you know what, what's the point in rules and morality and all that stuff?" And mm-hmm. in my notes, it's like, "What is this? He's fighting atheism with nihilism." <laughs> mm. That one was a bit weird. That didn't didn't hit me strangely as fucking goddamn spontaneous generation um what do you give this out of 10 uh three i think that's exactly what i gave it (laughs) it's like a complete film it's functioning it doesn't have any like big glaring visual flaws everything's put together well enough no let me give it a four hmm it would normally get a three, but honest to God, the bit with the reporter lady. Edit. Uh, what I said here was that the story of the cancer-ridden reporter gave the film an extra point for me. Hmm. Oh, Outside of her initial characterization. Mm-hmm. Basically, cancer diagnosis onward. Yeah. <laughs> so when I when I rate stuff, I <laughs> to me. An average film is a five, and that means that it looks okay, and the acting's okay, uh, and there's a, like a plot that you can follow, but maybe it's like 
sort of boring. Once you start, just just not amazing. Yeah, so when you start deducting points from like a baseline, this is a film. I think a, a four gets around the territory of like, okay, it's just missing a lot of that stuff. I think for me, the miss the cinematography was like kind of bad. It was it was terrible, but it wasn't that great. The music was bad. It, I don't know. Um, but I think past like minusing a point for that is like it starts to get into like, okay, did this movie like offend me? Which very rarely happens. Mm-hmm. I was looking on IMDb, and it, when you're going to rate something, it, it it'll be like, like here's other titles that you've rated a three. I rated it a three, and there's only four movies on this list that other titles that I've rated a three. <laughs> uh, what, what were the other titles? The other titles. So I rated this the exact same as I, I as I did uh, the Hate You Give. Uh, I didn't like that movie. It was preachy. Sort of. I I didn't like the ideas it presented. (laughs) Uh, Mute. Did you ever see Mute? No. It's a Netflix movie. It was a Duncan Jones' sort of cyberpunk movie. Um, It got into some weird territory where there was like a... There's like a... uh, It's basically like a kid fucker in there that like sort of gets away with it and like that suffers no consequences and it i don't know and it's the movie's just a mess itself too like even without that character it's just a weird fucking movie um and then and the other two are ones that i rated a long time ago and actually didn't have this rating system but if you're curious it's wind talkers and fatal deviation (laughs) i think if i rewatched it i would rate it higher but yeah so I, i just the characterizations, uh, I just think the the you know we already talked about how they fucking did the thing where they're like ah Christianity is the chief of morality and sort of ended the argument there. There's that, and then there's sort of like the I don't know just the cliched shitty depiction of of atheists of, of anything that isn't the Christian right. Yeah, uh, and and you know. And like the the Muslim girl, basically only being able to escape her oppressor because she found Jesus. Uh, oh, there was a line. I might expose myself as a terrible person. <laughs> she gives a line that caused me to laugh when she first got hit. <laughs> I mean, I laughed when she first got hit because she got hit. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I'll say it. What was the She's line? Like, no, Father. Jesus is my Lord and Savior. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, this is bullshit. (laughs) What kind of carny shit are you on? (laughs) It's like, did your kid write that scene for you? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Like, it completely pulled me out. (laughs) So, when she got hit, it just ended up feeling comical to me. Yeah, and it's yeah that feeds into the other shit. Of, it's like this, the idea of like the oppressed Christian, uh, yeah, or persecuted. Which um, I don't know. I, this would be a controversial thing to say. I think I think in this country, I don't I don't think I would use the word persecuted for very many groups of people i think things are definitely more difficult for a lot of people and there's a lot of things that we need to figure out but uh 
Yeah, to but to to be sort of nearish the top of the totem pole as a a Christian and be like we're persecuted because our teacher is I don't know. This the scenario seems like so out there. That's the other thing I want to. Do you think that the shit like this happens? Um, you know how I feel about people, so I wouldn't put mm-hmm. the possibility of something like this happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I find what I find kind of unbelievable is that it would be allowed to persist. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like after day one of hey you better renounce your religion if you want to take this yeah. class and also if you do we get to skip thirty percent of the course <laughs> that, that that that's what seems completely unbelievable to me yeah yeah actually yeah I, I did have that and it and it, it seems like because this is philosophy and I guess they tried to kind of like get away with it by having uh, the teacher lead with, okay, a lot of you are trying to get your prerequisite blah, 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 liberal, whatever, mm-hmm. right? To kind of frame it as, oh, this is a class a bunch of people don't really care about. Mm-hmm. But if it were, but you know, it's, it's philosophy. It's not like, mm-hmm. you know, math 102. Yeah. But even, you know, maybe some folks like math. Yeah. Right. So if you were in a course that you had some interest in, someone's like, hey, we're going to skip 30% of it. I think I'd actually not like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what if it was like an art course for me? And then it's like, hey, hey, you want to take this, uh, this, uh, I'm a photography course. Well, you like taking pictures, right? Well, mm-hmm. you get to skip 30% of that. No. Yeah. I want to learn all of it. Yeah. And there is very much, uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. I'm sure. It, I'm sure some shit happens where uh, some Christian feels like they're being treated unfairly or be. Uh, but uh, you're right. If if someone who was a Christian felt this way, I I think they would probably immediately go. They would go yeah, to the talks. top. <laughs> they would go to the top. They would take this shit to the top. <laughs> Dirty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I guess one thing that stands out to the point that you maybe could call it a plot hole is that nobody tries that. Yeah. Everyone, actually, as a matter of fact, everyone seems to, if the guy, strangely rude guy who helps main character do, fixes classes up is any indication, it seems like people know about this. That's right. I forgot about that guy at the beginning. It's really weird. Yeah, especially on a. At least the way I was raised to to learn about say it either. He looks at the cross and is like, "Oh, maybe you want to take a different course." <laughs> like, why wouldn't you just say, "Oh, yeah, that teacher is uh, a atheist and shitty. He's not going to like you." Yeah, it's... I mean, I guess if he did that, then there'd be no movie. Yeah, it's it, yeah. It is this thing where it's like one thing happens, and then suddenly you think your your whole you're fucking oh shit. This is everywhere. I don't know. There's a whole discussion to be had about whether you know the founding fathers, and I, I think that they pretty uh, explicitly like they like got on our money and shit, but they explicitly wanted to keep church and state separate, mostly I think because of what they saw happen uh, in Europe with a lot of you know the relationship between the church and and the state, which was was bad. It's not that they didn't believe in God, but it's like they saw how fucked that was and religious yeah. freedom is sort of built into yeah that's the other thing is yeah. that you 
better allow for religious freedom by mm-hmm. tying it to the state. Yeah, so it's it, our country is sort of built on this idea of religious freedom, but especially the freedom to practice Christianity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, specifically this religion. Yeah, it's just pretty. Fuck that Muslim shit. <laughs> yeah, well, you're free to convert. <laughs> yeah, you're free to convert to, to 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 Islam, Christianity. Yeah, yeah, you're free to convert to Islam, but only if you go to prison first. Yeah. <laughs> Plenty of time to lift weights and convert to Islam. <laughs> oh, but man. Yeah. Oh, one last minor thing. Um, and, and, and it really stood out to me just because I'd just seen a video about, like, the way they like to depict Asian dudes as, like, <laughs> meek and mm-hmm. shy and yeah. awkward and... Yeah, and if this dude wasn't just that stereotype to a T, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I minor thing though, I guess the L the the plot of him sort of finding faith through all this Asian guy. Yeah, it. How do I put this? I kind of liked it in how unoffensive it was, hmm. and it stands out in the face of all this other shit that's like very angry and confrontational yeah and it, it kind of leaned into uh you know like like i was talking about before that habit of trying to like fix the movie you're watching as you're watching it mm-hmm. if this was less a confrontation between dude and the teacher and more just okay my presentation is or my thesis or yeah. dissertation whatever it is yeah. that god's not dead and it's just a presentation he's working it, on yeah then you could have that element kind of work. I don't know. It, it was one of two things in this film that felt sincere and not um, part of an agenda, I guess. Yeah. I just loved his dad. <laughs> He's great. <laughs> I didn't have any strong feelings about his dad through the lint of you. He's hilarious. He's great. Just because he's like mad about what movie he's in. He's like, what the fuck is this shit? It's like he's gonna it, getting interrupted during a completely different film. For those <laughs> yeah, dude, he's riding around <laughs> in a limo. That guy's in yeah. fucking Rush Hour Four, and he's gonna. What the yeah. fuck is this shit? He's gonna put his phone down and fucking call Jackie Chan to rescue his fucking daughter. <laughs> but yeah, I I did. I I was also pretty unbelievable. Okay, I did. I noticed at the end. When he's like, everybody gets to vote, and everyone stands up and they do the Spartacus thing. Like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> there's, there's one guy, one guy <laughs> sitting in the back with a beanie on and glasses. <laughs> the one incel in the back who's like, fuck this. <laughs> I remember putting in my notes that this shit was so unbelievable <laughs> that they may as well have had Kevin Sorbo get up and say, God's not dead, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He did it. He converted him. In the end, he got him. We got him. And he saved a million people, too. Oh, God. That's the other thing I wanted to say. When the when Duck Dynasty guy was saying that, I know I've told you about my time with Cutco, which was another pyramid scheme. Uh, hey, now. Multi-level marketing. <laughs> They had me do, they tried to, that was one of the reasons I left that shit, because they were like, they were like, 
okay, well, I want you to like write down all the names of uh, 10 friends and family here and their contact information, and we're going to email or call all of them and see if we can get this presentation. It's just like, what the, the fuck is this? That's, it's well, that's not, probably yeah. where the actual money is, is collecting that information. Well, no, they, they wanted you, you to do it. Like, they made you. They were like, call all these people and schedule appointments with them or email them and, and schedule appointments with them yourself. Which is, an, I think that was another thing that when I was um, when I was going to church as a kid that I was really uncomfortable with. And I, something that I thought I had to overcome was they would constantly be like, you've got to, like, get out there and spread the word and, like, bring people to the church and shit. And I remember awkwardly saying that shit a couple times to a couple different friends. Mm-hmm. And, uh, God, I, I remember I was, like, trying to get... Uh, my friend Vitor to come to church. I was like, I was like, oh yeah, they're doing this thing and it's like a barbecue and they got free food. And he was like, oh, free food's tight. And I was like, you should come. And he's like, yeah, maybe. Of course he didn't come. Thank God. (laughs) Yeah. uh, And I remember specifically one time I was, you remember Sebastian? Yeah. I was trying to get at him. I was trying to, this is, and this is the one that where I was just like, fuck this. This is, I feel like such a fucking clown right now. Like, ugh, this is so gross. I was like, we were talking about running the mile. And I was like, I was like, oh, it's so hard, but I did it. And I, I, I did it. And it was so hard. And, you know, I really just, you know, stuck with it and, and finished and uh and he was just like hey it's, it's great and i was just like you know how i did it oh. <laughs> <laughs> i was like jesus <laughs> and he was just like <laughs> go ahead he was just like okay that's cool man and he just walked away. <laughs> and I was just like, fuck this shit. I'm never bringing this shit up again. I don't give a shit. It's only oh no to me because I'm certain you didn't believe it even when you said it. No, I did. I did. I was I was still... I used to wear fucking... The, I had a Bay Hills Community Church like sweater. Don't you remember? I, I was thinking about this the other day. I was wondering like... For how? Remember you had a cross on your neck. Yeah. Well, I, I remember because I was thinking the other day. I was like, you know, Jim McHale's and I have had a lot of discussions about like our differences of like uh, how we see like God or religion or whatever. But I was like, I wonder if he like really remembers how religious I was. Because you didn't seem it to me. It, it, how do I put this? If I had to categorize where I thought you were. Uh, just based on our interactions, then you seemed like the person who was there kind of like, kind of like culturally, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like you grew up in it, so mm-hmm. it was just like a matter of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just, you know, like somebody says, God willing. And, yeah, 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 God willing, sure. Not not sure, like, okay, mm-hmm. but yeah, obviously. Yeah. That's our mentality. Yeah. how I kind of had you in my head. And, yeah. I think Until, I, I do remember it coming as a shock to me the first time you indicated something in the way of being secular. 
Hmm. But not a huge shot. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I sort of came out of it in my early 20s. It was probably around the time that I was like visiting you in Sacramento a lot. But when we first met in high school, I remember, dude, in middle school, you can ask Andrew about this. <laughs> I had a, a a shirt that one of those shirts that had a picture of the Bible on it, and it and it said Bible, but then the the acronym spelled <laughs> out. It was like basic instructions before leaving Earth. <laughs> like the, I got that shit from church. I'm sure I had that, but then I remember. I had a like our, our church like had we we had like church swag like I had a mm-hmm. green like pullover like fleece and, and it said uh, Bay Hills Community Church on it it was yeah it was like mud green but uh <laughs> yeah and I, and I used to have the cross too my dad gave me that it was I still have that it was um his aunt's I think uh, yeah and I remember losing that in the pool once but then I, I found it I remember. Actually, I remember this one time uh, I lost it. Remember? I think you went with me to the lost and found to pick it up. Or maybe I just told you about the story because you thought it was funny. I was because I went in there and I was like, did anybody find this? And they're like, yeah, we have it. And the the lady that had it was like, like trying to quiz me. But her question was like, who's on the cross? And I was like, Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> and she was like okay and then she gave it to me <laughs> i guess it's kind of like okay what color is the phone <laughs> yeah i guess it could have either been jesus or nobody it's just a cross mm. yeah <laughs> uh but yeah it's it pretty religious back then uh yeah I think I was sort of starting to uh, be more quiet about it. I remember Tommy actually, uh, I think he was high once, and he, he said something. He, he sort of went off about Christianity in front of me, and I, I got really bummed out. And then he apologized about it later. He's like, oh, I didn't know you were like, blah, blah, blah. But uh, I forget, there was something about this movie that was sort of about that, where it was like, uh, yeah, I, I didn't like the, the setup that, like, like and it was sort of unbelievable if like oh you all have to write God is dead on the thing and then if and then we have a problem if you don't do it it's like uh, and then he's like poisoning the well and being like oh you also have to read this yeah religious buddy yeah <laughs> yeah that bit where he runs up on him after his first presentation is pretty fucked up just because it's like I and I hate people like this where it's like. They're like, how dare you defend yourself? Mm. Yeah. So you give it a four out of ten, huh? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because I think there's there's a lot of missteps, but um, there's a handful of characters I kind of appreciate being there. There's yeah. Uh, it's kind of just like kicking its own ass. Yeah. But I mean, that's that's why it was made. It's me wanting the the extra point or the bits where it kind of aligns with what I'd like it to be versus what it is. Mm-hmm. It it deserves a three, but I gave it a four for the things I appreciated. Yeah, I think I actually for me it's also like 
my grading system is weird sometimes it's like how much can you build yourself up from nothing or like what i expect and then like that's a good thing to consider yeah like the points that i i i do give it or like i don't know it, it was pretty entertaining it did keep me engaged you know and that's 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 that actually is a bigger accomplishment than a lot of people will will give it credit for like if you are engaged with the dialogue that's happening and if you have a a, a disagreement with what you think the film is, is saying or doing like it, it is like engaging you and holding your attention and it's like you know, for all the like tangents is like, why am I, why am I watching Dean Kane like break up with this girl who has cancer? <laughs> like, and like, why am I watching Dean Kane talk to this, this, this old lady in this home and then he drives off? And it's like, why am I, why is the Duck Dynasty guy here? Like, even all that shit was like sort of interesting. Like, I didn't, it, it, the, the the branches sort of all come back at the end or they go off but i was still like interested in all the characters but i did want more chinese dad <laughs> just so he could make confused faces and be irritated yeah yeah <laughs> i love that so much why am i in this movie <laughs> uh, fuck okay thanks for tuning in <laughs>